Hey guys, so we are back again and just to let you know, for those of you who are going to be watching this on video um, and get to see me, because we are quarantined in our homes and we're not going anywhere, I'm going to be in my pajamas for every single one of these videos, just so you're aware. I am going to be in my sweats every time I am at home. I am comfortable, I am cozy, and this is, this is how it's going to be. So if this bothers you, I'm so sorry about that. And not only that, but my nails are going to look like this too. <laughs> it's a mess, but hey, we're home and we're, we're just trying to take it easy and, and stay in. And this is just the reality of what life is like when we are home. But today, I want us to start with um, getting into the book of Isaiah, because I want us to look at this verse in Isaiah. I love Isaiah. I really, really do. And I love that there are so many times throughout Isaiah that God just reiterates how in control he is and how he is reminding his people to not be afraid, to not fear that he is holding them with his righteous right hand. Like it's just so good with those assurances from God. So I want to start out with one of those with one of those in instances and it's in um, so it's Isaiah, it's chapter 41 and we're going to start I'm actually, verse 10 is the, the verse that I want to focus on, but I'm going to start with verse 8 because this is God speaking, okay? And he's talking to, to Israel, to his people. And he says, But you, O Israel, my servant Jacob, whom I have chosen, you descendants of Abraham, my friend, I took you from the ends of the earth, from its farthest corners I called you. I said, you are my servant. I have chosen you and have not rejected you. And this is, this is what we're focusing on. So do not fear, for I am with you. So do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And again, there are so many promises from God in there. So when God says, do not fear, I am with you, that's a promise. God is saying, I'm with you. There's no reason for you to give way to fear. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. That's another promise from God. He is saying exactly who he is to his people. And then he says, I will strengthen you and help you. That's another promise. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Another promise. And so that's what we're going to look at is God's promises. And I don't think... It's emphasized enough how, like, man, how much God's promises should mean to us, how we should be, like, fixated, and we should be searching Scripture and pulling out every single promise God makes so that we can know, and in situations like this, in times like this, we get, it's like the banner, like I am covered. These are the promises of God. If God says he will do something, God is going to do it. He will follow through on that. If God says this is who he is, then guess what? That is who God is. He is true to himself. And so I love his promises. I love finding his promises. I love like Again, praying his promises over my life. And then in situations, you know, where we find ourselves today, there is no fear happening here. There's no fear in me. There's no fear in our home. There's no fear in our in our daughters and my husband because we know who God is. And we are so certain of that. And we trust that he is exactly who he says he is and that he's going to do everything he promises 
that he will do. And so with that, moving on from Isaiah, there is, so when I was reading through the book of Joshua, um, I was seeing how, because Joshua took over when, when Moses died. So when Moses died, the people of Israel, um, they were still wandering through the desert. They were still in the wilderness. They were not yet into the promised land that was promised to them. And without getting too much into it, there was a generation had to die off before God would take them into the promised land because they were a wicked generation who continually rejected God. So once that happened, once Moses died and all of that generation that, that God said, you will not enter, Joshua took over. And it was Joshua's job then to lead this generation into the promised land. And that's what Joshua did. But the truth is, what it took for these people to get into the promised land was insane. What they went through, what they endured, all the stuff that they were up against, the, the wars, the, I mean, the plagues, the, I mean, so much stuff. There was so much that, that, that went on, but when they got there, it was so worth it. It was, it was worth every single thing that they went through and that they endured because of the goodness, because of the abundance, because of just the richness that was the promised land. And so in Joshua, there's this verse, again, where it's talking about everything that God has done. And so all of the, the tribes of Israel, they have come in, they have been assigned all their places where they're going to be living. God has given them kind of their plots of land, if you will. And so everybody is there. Everybody is settled. Everybody is rejoicing. Everybody is in this place of praising God because they're finally here. And it's so good. And so here's where we're going to pick up. It's in Joshua chapter 21, and it starts in verse 44. It says, the Lord gave them rest on every side, just as he had sworn to their forefathers. Not one of their enemies withstood them. The Lord handed all their enemies over to them. Not one of the Lord's good promises to the house of Israel failed. Every one was fulfilled. And when I read that, I just, I kept coming back to it. I couldn't, I couldn't move on from that. And I just kept reading that over and over and over not one of all the Lord's good promises to the house of Israel failed. Every one was fulfilled because that is who God is. This is the God that we know. This is the God who is in control right now today in the midst of all of this that is happening. It's the same God. And he is still faithful to every promise he has ever made. And so what, what that means for us right now in the, in the here and now is as, as God's people, as his believers and as, as, as his followers, we have a promised land promised to us too. But our promised land is eternity. It's, it's heaven with, you know, being in heaven with, with God and Jesus forevermore. But this is now for us, we are in that transition. We are on our own journey like the Israelites were on when they you know, were uh, rescued out of Egypt and everything that they had to go through before they got to experience and, and be brought into the promised land. That's kind of how we can look at where we are in, you know, in this present day. And that's kind of what our lifetimes represent. And so hard times are going to happen that is a promise from God as well. So yes, God 
is faithful to his promises, but even better than that, he has actually told us and promised us that we're going to have trouble, that we're going to face trouble in this world, that things are going to be hard and that there's going to be suffering. But that's that is loving. And that's where people kind of get that confused. And they'll say things like, how could a loving God let, you know, bad things happen? How could a loving God allow this sickness to take place? How could a loving God? And I look back on that and go, that is loving because God told us this would happen. He didn't ever withhold this information from us. A not loving God would have never told us, here's what to expect in life. Here's what you're going to face. A not loving God would have just left us in the dark, but a loving God actually let us know ahead of time, hey, things are going to suck at times. Things are going to be really difficult. Things are going to happen. There's going to be death. There's going to be disease. There's going to be plagues. There's going to be all of these things, oppression and suffering and persecution and what have you. But there's a promise There is hope in all of that. God is our hope in all of that. Our promise is this isn't the end for us. This is not the end all be all. This is not going to be like, this is it. It, That's just not true. We have something to look forward to. We get to know, which is why we are able in these you know, types of circumstances and situations, why we can have joy, why we can rejoice in, in, you know, in suffering is because we know this isn't it for us. There's so much more. There is a promised land waiting for us, and it is going to be so good, so good. So when we get there and we look back on this life and get to see everything we went through, much like the Israelites, we're going to probably look back and go, yeah, it sucked and it was really hard. And there are times where I thought I could, I'm never going to make it. Like how, how could anything good come from this? And then you're going to go, but it was so worth it because we'll be in the presence of, of God. Like nothing else is going to matter in that moment. So that's just kind of the encouragement I wanted to leave with us today that this isn't it for us. All right. I know it's it's our present reality, but the truth is this is not where we are going to stay. We have a promised land and we're going to be there one day and all none of this will be there. There will be no suffering, no no sickness, no you know, no death, nothing. It it's going to be amazing. So that's where that's just kind of where we're going to end and um, again those those verses come back to those. Start getting into the word. Start looking for God's promises. Look for things where God says, I will or I am. Anything that talks about, you know, this is what is going to happen or here's, these are promises. These are things we get to, to get to hold, hold tight to. So I hope that that helps you somewhat. Um, I know it always does help me. It always helps just to readjust my perspective and to remember, number one, this is not about me. All right, I need to I need to readjust. I need to turn my sights and and redirect them back onto God. And number two, this life is not all there is. There's so much more. So I'm not going to succumb to despair and thinking that it's hopeless because it's not. We we serve Jesus, who is our living hope. So praying for that for you and, and over you today and hope you guys are doing well. 